When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock on this Friday afternoon. And boy, oh boy, Bo, do we have plenty to talk about. But first, of course, being the Carolina Panthers inexplicably move up to the first overall pick, basically allowing the Arizona Cardinals to control their destiny in this draft, assuming Carolina and Houston are going to take quarterbacks. Cardinals are now in the driver's seat, in the catbird seat, whatever you want to call it. This was a move that sets up Monty Austin Ford and Jonathan Gannon into a position of trading out. What do you make of it? I think it's a great move uh, that just kind of falls in the lap of the Arizona Cardinals after a brutal 4-13 and season. Here's the ultimate consolation prize. I mean, we knew that it was going to happen, right? We thought it was going to happen in some sort of scenario where the Arizona Cardinals were going to be in a prime position to either get the best non-quarterback available or trade down for a haul of picks. And what went down just minutes ago with the Carolina Panthers going from ninth overall all the way up to number one. Their general manager, Scott Fitterer, the ownership there, they've been aggressive since the very jump. They continue to be aggressive, and they finally want to lock in a franchise-caliber quarterback. One would just assume that it's the consensus top pick in Bryce Young. And now you've got Houston at two. And if they like Young, well, the chances of them getting Young are pretty much done now that Carolina's hit the top spot, unless they love Stroud or, or Richardson. But Houston's going to get the second-best quarterback. So now if you want a top-three prospect quarterback, you're going to have to call Monty Austinfort and the Arizona Cardinals. It's a great position to be in for Arizona. We thought that Chicago could have played this out even beyond one trade out of the top spot and maybe gotten down to two. But Houston, you know, we saw last week in Indianapolis, they're doing their due diligence on these quarterbacks. They've talked to every top quarterback prospect. They must be comfortable with getting the consolation prize to the 2023 NFL draft at the quarterback position to the Bryce Young and evaluating guys like C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson. So Cardinals in a very advantageous position to trade out and get a haul and uh, maybe even bigger haul than we even ever imagined because what Ryan Poles was able to pull off is pretty spectacular. Yeah, you know, Lovey Smith did all the wrong favors for the Houston Texans on his way out of town that last Sunday of the NFL season. He cost Houston big time, and he does not care because the city of Chicago loves that man more than ever. This afternoon, it's one of the most, if it doesn't work out for Carolina, it's one of the most lopsided trades in NFL history, just on the surface. 
DJ Moore in and of himself is worth a number one pick. And then you compound that by another one, multiple twos. I mean, the, the Chicago Bears are going to be in a position if Carolina also is bad again next year to be picking in the top 10 again. So um, Chicago, we're happy for our friends at CHGO, but let's talk about this from a Cardinal angle. And Bo, you mentioned it. It's one of those scenarios in which had Houston, which we had heard from Benjamin Albright at the Combine, right? Houston was interested in trading up to one. And while that would have been ideal for Houston, it would not have been good for the Arizona Cardinals. The Bears going from one to two would make the Cardinals vulnerable because they would be the best candidate to then trade with. I also didn't love the idea of Indianapolis going to, from four to one because that removes Indy behind you. Carolina or Atlanta or Tennessee were always the best options because of the fact that it allowed Arizona then to control their own destiny. Houston now is going to take a quarterback, whether it's C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson, whomever. The Cardinals are in a position like the Miami Dolphins a few years ago when they traded away the third overall pick to the San Francisco 49ers for Trey Lance. The Cardinals now have to find out who believes Anthony Richardson is this draft's Trey Lance, not the player he's been in the pros, but right. the third best quarterback prospect. And so if you look at Vegas, needs a quarterback. They're not getting Aaron Rodgers. If you look at Atlanta, Look at the, the team in their own division, just leapfrog them for the number one pick. And then you look at somebody like Tennessee, they're very interested, supposedly at uh, pick number 11. The Cardinals have options now, but the number one option I believe right now is the Indianapolis Colts. It appeases everything you want to do. You want to trade down, you want to get a, a pick or two, that's fine. But then you still control your own destiny to take somebody like Will Anderson Jr. at pick four. We talked about it off air ball, I'll pose this question to you. You know, before this scenario, I would have said, give me your number two pick, Indy, this year, and that would have been good enough. Knowing what Carolina just gave up and the quarterback and quarterback tax, what are you what are you asking Jim Irsay for? What are you asking Chris Ballard to go from four to three, knowing that other teams are interested now in pick three? I think what really kind of sways everything to an overwhelming just dub for Ryan Poles and the Chicago Bears is not only did he, he get cash in on a tremendous amount of draft capital, but that that proven wide receiver. He was, I mean, DJ Moore was the top wide receiver there in Charlotte for the Carolina yeah. Panthers, and he's an up and comer, and he's somebody that you can immediately pair with your franchise quarterback that you're you're all in on in Justin Fields. And I think that's huge for them. I don't think that the Arizona, I don't know if there's a deal out there that the Arizona Cardinals could potentially pull off that would rival this. So no. we could temper the, temper the expectations in the sense that you're not going to get, you know, an NFL caliber player in return. But as far as the draft pick capital haul that they got, I think you can get something pretty comparable. Here's the deal. The Bears received the ninth overall pick. So they swapped between the first and the ninth pick, right? And then they get mm -hmm. a second and then they get a first in 2024, a second in 2025, and DJ Moore. I mean, it was yeah. I mean, what Carolina paid. It was aggressive, and, and a tip of the cap to them for trying to lock in their future franchise quarterback and doing so. Um, I, I mean, I think that the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals now, you look at this, you would if you're going to – you probably have the advantage to where you'll be ahead of the Bears, right? I think that they're yeah. the quarterback-hungry teams – between you are, yeah. them and ninth. So now, when you're gonna, you don't have to even slide out of the top ten. I mean, you look at, you're immediately looking at Indianapolis at four. Mm -hmm. You're and, and to your point, it's like, okay, do you take the deal where you just slide one spot down and then you add a pick on top of that, maybe another one later in the in the draft or a future pick, 
Or do you go take as many picks as you possibly can and you could slide down to seven with Vegas? Uh, it's it's just, it, it's going to come down to what Monty Austin Fort, you know, what his preference is. But I'll say this, if if you can get as many future first out of this, it might be best for the Cardinals because how many picks do you really need in this draft? Right now they have eight. You got to assume that they're going to probably trade DeAndre Hopkins. So that's, you know, maybe nine, 10. If you trade this third overall pick to trade down, I mean, do you need a dozen picks? Is that really going to help you uh, revamp things because I, well, I think that you can get you can get better quicker by continue, by kind of being you know get as much as you can from this draft right as far as finding the quality players in this draft and put yourself in a position to draft them but also you know can you kind of get this roster in a spot to where you can you can add a pick next season when you've got your full scouting department deployed and and ready to go. Jalen Blair speak my language. I think the price for Indy is a two twos. I think it's your second this year and your second next year. And um, while I'm, you know, in love with the idea of having a 2024 first round pick, I, I don't think there is a better spin for a fan base that's starved for good news than we're going to go from three to four. We're going to get two premium picks, and we're still drafting Will Anderson Jr. I, I get it. I, I want a, f- a future first. I want multiple picks, but I also think that the impact of taking Will while also feeling like you're playing with house money, trading down one singular spot. I mean, shit, you could start, if you made that trade with Indianapolis, you could start negotiating Will Anderson Jr.'s contract tomorrow. Can we get him here for OTAs in April? I mean, seriously, you would know, everyone would know Will Anderson's going to be an Arizona Cardinal, presumably. Whereas, like the Chicago Bears now are in, you're living in a mindset of, yeah, we're going to take the best player available. We don't know who's going to be available, right? And so I think that the Cardinals... The biggest gripe I would have with moving down significantly is that, to your point, Bo, you're not going to get what Carolina got. So what are you going to get? Because everybody now is going to use the barometer of the Carolina trade in whatever trade you want to do. They're going to say, well, we're only getting the third best quarterback. But I would try to instill a sense of urgency with Indianapolis and Jim Ursay. I'd make them sweat off their ass. Houston's getting a franchise quarterback. You don't have anybody. We're talking to Tennessee in your division. Right, We know what Jacksonville's doing with Trevor Lawrence. You need to give up both of your twos. And I think that's fair. And if I'm Monty Austin Ford, I seriously consider that. Because you know where their second is this year. It's a premium top 40 pick. It's a That's a first-round caliber player in a lot of drafts. Right, it's You're not getting the fifth-year option, but that sweet spot on day two, we see all pros drafted from 33 to 40 every single year. If yeah. you're Monty Austin Ford and you're, you have back-to-back picks, in the second round of 34 and 35, and you get a pick next year, and you get Will Anderson, it's going to be difficult for me, as as nice as it would be to have a one next year, to beat that. And I get it. A two next year is worth a three this year. So let's contextualize that. A one next year is worth a two this year. So basically, the Colts would really be giving up a two and a three. But I, I just think the benefits of being able to put Will Anderson Jr. as the poster child for this rebuild while also getting all these – because it's going to be tough when they trade Hopkins next week. It's not going to be easy for this fan base. But you're, you're going to be able to say, no, 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 we're trading down and we're getting Will Anderson Jr. and two twos. Yeah. That, that, to me, if, that, if that's available, you, you really have to consider that. At the $1.99 super chat from Hans saying Indy second rounders are basically first, and that's echoing what 
our guy Johnny Venerable is saying. And yeah, I mean, if you get Will Anderson, there's there's a premium position right there that you're drafting. You're taking an edge, right? And a lot of people are trying to figure out it might be paralysis by overanalysis with a prospect the caliber of Will Anderson Jr. Like, can he play four three edge? You know, this week as we talk to the defensive coaches for the Arizona Cardinals and Jonathan Gannon, that they're going to be schematically they're going to be like an amoeba, right? They're they're not going yeah. to just lock in the four three three four. They're just going to play whatever their personnel, whatever fits their personnel, and what they're trying to do to neutralize an opposing offense. But if you get a guy like Will Anderson, and then you can kind of pretty much get a second round, almost first round pick from Indianapolis, you can get in cash in on another premium position. You can look at maybe the interior of the defensive line and to start reworking things, or look at some of the top offensive linemen that are available or cornerbacks. It's a deep draft at some of those positions, and Monty Austinfort can immediately expedite this rebuild with all this draft capital that the Arizona Cardinals have almost lecked into, right? I mean, because we talked about what Lovey Smith did in that final week and how the Arizona Cardinals, you know, the slim chances that they had to move up to three from the four or five spot, and now they're just completely in the driver's seat to put themselves in a position like, when you think back about how tough it would be to replicate what Seattle did, but the picks that in, in the spots that they're going to be in in this draft and where they are right now with draft capital, when we get more into how they're freeing up more and more draft or cap space that they've done throughout today, uh, that Monty Austinfort is is pretty much just loaded up with everything he needs to turn this thing around in a short time. It's it's really unbelievable. Uh, so. More news that broke right before the show from our guy Jordan Schultz. Jordan Schultz on Twitter. Uh, Marcus Golden, Bo Brock, no longer an Arizona Cardinal. And it's interesting, you know, Marcus held out during training camp, right? And then had probably his worst season as a pro. This is not a surprise. They saved just under $3 million against the cap. And some people are asking, is Dennis Gardeck back? What does this mean for the state? of the outside linebacker room. Does yeah. Will Anderson replace Marcus Golden? I'd love to see that. But it just shows you, this roster, this is like the appetizer. We got Greg Dorch back, but Marcus Golden's gone. This this puppy's going to churn. And oh, yeah. you're not, it's going to be unrecognizable in about six months. Yeah, and you know, a tip of the cap and, and all the respect to the junkyard dog, one of the fan yeah. favorites, Marcus Golden. And it just couldn't produce kind of the ugly side of this game where you can just see a guy who had double digit sack production the previous season and then the next year you know he comes back as you mentioned you had the uh you had the extension that he signed might have had a hold in I think uh Calvin Beecham exposed that both DJ Humphreys and Marcus Golden were both hold ins during the yeah. pr- training camp and it, it just didn't turn out to he could cash in another time for this Cardinals yeah. team where he just had two and a half sacks he played in every single game he played in every single game, and he saw ample snaps, even to when you had two third-rounders and Cameron Thomas and Maje Sanders, and they just kept playing Marcus Golden, but yet you didn't see the production that you were used to seeing from the junkyard dog. And it's, it's just, it was unfortunate. And it, But this is, this is often how most NFL football careers and tenures end. It's just, it's going to, when you think back or you think about how this is going to go, this is going to look similar, and this is not me trying to say it's going to look like Steve Keim architects this team but his first year in 2013 him and Bruce Arians churned the roster and Monty yeah. Austin Ford's already starting to do that 
He's like, well, I don't have any ties to Marcus Golden. I see the tape from 2022. I see the lack of production. I see the cap pit. And I see him as somebody that doesn't have a future as far as this the, the new age of Arizona Cardinals football. And that's just unfortunate, but that's the reality of the business. Yeah, Marcus was probably fourth or fifth down the line when you talk about some of these young players that emerged for the Cardinals last year, Mize Sanders and Cameron Thomas. And then you figure scheme change. Marcus is not the same player he was in right. space. I mean, it's fair to wonder, like, where does his career go from here? He's one of the best draft picks of the Steve Chimera, and he should be lauded. But, I mean, you listen and you hear about some of these players that are going to be linked to the Cardinals at defensive end, Bo. They're not 6'2", right? right? They're 6'4", 6'5", 6'6". So, again, I the, the churning of this roster, we've talked about it at nauseum. Unless you're on a rookie deal or you're making no money or you're Kyler Murray or you're Buda Baker, your job is not safe. And that right. goes to everybody on this roster. If you're Isaiah Simmons, if you're Jalen Thompson, I mean, they're going to want, and I know this definitively, to bring in their own people. Even at, if you're going to, you're going to see signings next week, Bo, where Cardinal fans, it's going to be easy to say, well, we have that already. We have mm-hmm. that position filled. Not in John Gannon's defense. Right. Not in Monty Austin Ford's 53-man roster. It's it's tough because we we all do it. We overvalue our own, right? And say, no, he's he's been a good player. Watch out. He's been... But they look at this roster and they think to themselves, this guy's expensive. This guy doesn't fit with what we want to do. And that's going to be difficult to watch. But I'm anxious yeah. to see how it transpires. You know, I'm getting a lot of messages on Twitter, Bo, and I think it's worth kind of recapturing or, or rediscussing here. Why pick three is now so valuable? And that's, that's a fair question because I think somebody was asking your guy, Jody Ehrler, about, okay, why would Indianapolis come to three if – they, they know the Cardinals aren't going to pick at four. Well, it's as simple as they have to block or prevent somebody coming up to pick three. Yeah. If you're Jim Ursay and Chris Ballard, you cannot afford to sit there while Tennessee trades in front of you to take the quarterback that you want or Vegas in your own conference. So I, to me, it's like those conversations with Indianapolis have to start right now. Because if you're Indy, maybe you're breathing a little bit of a sigh of relief saying, okay, Tennessee didn't trade up. But now we have to be aggressive and make sure, okay, we can't get leapfrogged by somebody else in our own conference, but we don't have to give up what you would normally, multiple ones, that kind of thing. Just point to Houston. Houston thought it was right. in, in the driver's seat for, you know, to try to decide between Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. Not that decision's been made for them. And they were one spot away. So if you're Indy, yeah. you know, there's a team that could, could jump Indy at fourth overall. And they're and if if they were like, well, no, we can just we can just hang back. We can get ourselves Anthony Richardson or CJ Sprout or somebody. Well, the shit you can. No, you yeah. gotta pay the price. You can't just sit back. You gotta be aggressive because it's the most important position in all of sports. You have to be able to you can't just say, Well, we're just gonna see how the dominoes fall and we'll just take who we want. Well, you could be sitting there at fourth overall, and your only option is Will Levis out of Kentucky. Because you were you weren't as aggressive, and you let the Las Vegas Raiders or you let the Tennessee Titans jump into right. the top ten and take that third overall pick. So no, I think you can immediate, you can just point to what happened with Houston. Now they might be completely content with taking the second best quarterback on the board, but man, I mean, you, you just point to him right there and say, hey, you might feel like you're just a spot away, but the Arizona Cardinals—they're the one that's going to call the shots on who gets this pick, not you. 
it feel it feels like they're in a crash course, a destination with Indy. And to your point, it's insur- You're buying insurance, right? You yep. may feel like I never need to have homeowners insurance. I I don't need to have auto insurance. I don't get in accidents. Somebody's not going to trade up in front of me. I'm Jim Irsay. I'm Chris right. Ballard. That's not going <laughs> to happen until uh, Cardinals 2017 get leapfrogged by both Kansas City and Houston for Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. That's that's the reality Jim Irsay is facing right now. And so I, I, it feels like, and again, it's early. I think the Cardinals, for those asking in the chat, this has been asked multiple times, I think the Cardinals do a deal before the draft. And I, I'm going to say I think they do a deal well before the draft. I, I think you get through pro days. They vet Anthony Richardson. They they vet Will Levis. Shit, there's odds right now on DraftKings and otherwise. C.J. Stroud is now the prohibited number one pick. So maybe Carolina likes C.J. Stroud and they want to ensure, you know, they they get him and Houston can still take Bryce Young. Good for Houston, but... They're, they're going to need to vet Anthony Richardson, who, by the way, is going to be a top five pick. We were at the Combine. Everything we heard, he's a specimen. He's a freak. He's got all the attributes that you want. Somebody can mold him. And again, if you're Indianapolis, this, this is such a sense of urgency for you. You have nothing at, at the quarterback position. You were yeah. an embarrassment last year. Chris <laughs> Ballard is on his last legs as an NFL GM. They were a joke at the end of the year. They tried yeah. to trade for Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz. They have to, have to get either Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. And the Cardinals are going to be in a position, again, to get premium picks and still take, if they want him, Will Anderson Jr. It's like Christmas morning. It's unbelievable. It, it really is. I mean, like, you could trade down the four and potentially talk to teams that are still in the top ten and say, hey, if you want to, gonna, they're going to go three for three at quarterback and if you're the Vegas Raiders, like if you, you you lost out on, you know, the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes, you know, you're moving on from Derek Carr, you know, what are you going to do at the quarterback position? We, we could still put you in a prime position. I don't know how you feel about Will Levis, but, you know, uh, the only problem is then you go behind Seattle and then Seattle would be in a spot to get the best non-quarterback on the board. <laughs> I think that's when you're like, okay, well, we're that's where we won't gift wrapped. Uh, a uh, at the top non-quarterback in the in the draft to our division. Well, and rival. you can also use Seattle Bow as leverage because they're interested in these quarterbacks, or at least they're saying yeah. they are. I mean, that's so what Pete like- Carroll told us last week, right? He said we're connected to a bunch of these quarterbacks. They 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 do like a lot of these guys. Uh, now, are they thinking with their set the second first round pick that they have potentially? But man, I mean. It, it, this couldn't have worked out better for the Cardinals. You don't have the the business where Chicago trades to two and then that they would have, have been, a chance to trade that back would down. So it immediately puts the Cardinals. the Cardinals. And to your point, I mean, it's it's like a deal could happen sooner rather than later because oh, it looks so. more like it did during the Jared Goff, Carson Wentz draft where, you know, one trades out and then there was another team that's like, oh, shit, we got to get up there and, and get our guy. And uh, three's a spot because Houston is is pretty much it's entrenched at number two. They're not going to fuck around and, and lose that pick. Uh, the Colts are screwed. They're absolutely screwed. They're fucked. They know that they're in this position <laughs> where they have to get up to three because I would not be surprised if something comes out that that the Colts were at least sniffing around the number one overall pick. And now they're like, OK, we, we've made our bed. We have not drafted and developed well. We have no quarterback. Please help us, Cardinals. And you figure, Monty Austin Ford, having worked in Tennessee's front office, probably knows a lot of those people in the front office for Indianapolis. And you basically say, hey, we're here. We're, we're here to do a deal with you, Jim Say, Would you rather have, my question for you, Bo Brock, would you rather have their second this year at pick 35, or would you have rather have their first round pick next year? 
I mean, I, I think they're a poverty franchise, so it's probably going to be a nice first round pick next year. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, you can you can cash in right now. You can get impact makers. I think there's we haven't seen Monty Austin for the drafter. What we've heard about him, he's a rock star so far. Yeah. Uh, everybody loves what they've seen and heard from him so far within the organization. Dave Sears is a rock star too. You've got a coach with a scouting past and Jonathan Gannon. I think they're going to be as prepared as they can possibly be. So, man, I mean, I think getting that second round pick right now, I think that the Arizona Cardinals can turn them into a, a, an immediate impact maker uh, on either side of the football. Because if you take a Will Anderson, uh, and then you can you can get somebody that can you can put right there in, in the front seven or in the defensive secondary and, and on the corners with that uh, with that you know thirties pick. It be it would be huge for this organization. Uh, Jose, with everyone making moves, this potentially can cement who uh, everyone chooses for in the first picks. Well, again, Vegas has shifted odds significantly. C.J. Stroud is now the favorite to be the first overall pick. You would assume Bryce Young goes second to Houston, but to Bo, your point. No one really knows, and yeah. I th- I do think this is going to be like the 2020 draft or 2021 draft where, yeah, we kind of felt we, everybody knew Trevor Lawrence was going to be the top pick, and then it's like, is Zach Wilson going to? What does San Francisco want to do? And that helps the, that helps the Cardinals because I, I also think, Bo, it helps the Cardinals that there's not a quintessential. Like, it's pick your poison here. You, what's your preference? It certainly seems like Frank Reich's preference is a more traditional – quarterback who's big right. who can sit in the pocket not that Bryce Young can't but he's undersized right some team may have Bryce Young as their first quarterback some teams may have Anthony Richardson as yeah. their top one to two quarterback that helps Arizona in the trade market we're here to help you by the way uh you want some free gas for your vehicle I can tell you how <laughs> to get that text PHNX to 31310 for an opportunity to win a $500 gas card Listen, PHNX, we're synonymous with Valley Sports. Humble brag. We love it. We love you guys. Uh, Circle K, your premium convenience store. And I say premium with an emphasis. I live in Maricopa. It's a hot spot here like it is the rest of the Valley. It's got the best road trip snacks. It's got the best deals on coffee, donuts, whatever you want to do. Three full square meals a day can be can be acquired at Circle K. And again, if you miss... That promotion with our new partners, our good friends at Circle K. All you got to do, text PHNX to 31310 for an opportunity to win a $500 gas card. We're so excited to team up with Circle K, Bo. You've had the snacks on tap at the PHNX studios in downtown Tempe. Again, we are trying to be a fixture with partners in the Valley that we trust and believe in and use ourselves. And who doesn't use Circle K? On the reg, again, text PHNX to 31310. Get that 500 in gas. And I guarantee you, with the prices of Circle K, it's going to last you a hell of a lot longer than some of these competitors, Bo. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I, I like to push the limits with my gas tank. You know, I always see the empty come on. I'm like, I can go always a couple more miles because I know where all my Circle Ks are. They're always reliable. Seems like there's one on every corner here in Arizona. Also, if you drop into a Circle K, you can just check out their beer selection and you'll find Four Peaks. You'll find your favorite Four Peaks beer there, including Kilt Lifter. You can pretty much find it anywhere. But the best place to find it, though, is at Four Peaks, the brewery in Tempe. Get out there. Enjoy some great atmosphere. Enjoy some great food. Of course, enjoy the great beer that they brew right there on site. They've got the bourbon barrels as well. they got spring training tours going on throughout the month of March. It's unreal. I mean, sports, beer, food, doesn't get much better than that. Uh, baseball, 
Be sure to follow on social at Four Peaks Brew. Get the latest on Arizona's premier craft brewery. And then also check out all the great events that they have going on. The next event is actually their spring beer dinner. Check it out, fourpeaks.com slash events. You can go to the spring beer dinner, and they've got like several different courses, obviously appetizers, entrees, desserts, yeah. and stuff that they pair all their great beer with at Four Peaks. you got to be 21 years or older. It's well worth it. Like I said, check it out, fourpeaks.com slash events. Enjoy responsibly. Oh, man, I, I love getting over to Four Peaks. I love hanging out. I know we've got our last Wednesday event and maybe some future events coming up here for PHNX Cardinals. Make sure to uh, just keep locked on our socials as far as what could be going down there next at Four Peaks. You love Four Peaks, as do I. I also like hoarding draft picks from teams around the NFL. Again, <laughs> the Colts have the fourth pick and pick 35. They also, by the way, have pick 79 from Washington, They've got a fourth-round pick and two-fifths. So, again, conversations, Monty Austin, Ford & Company, we would imagine that they have started. uh, And we were at the Combine, had a chance to chat with Jonathan Gannon, and he was adamant. Monty's working the phones Mm -hmm. in more ways than one. Um, I don't want to pivot off this talk entirely, but I do think it's worth noting the Cardinals made a couple of transaction moves today, Bo. They restructured the contract of DJ Humphreys to save $5 million against the cap. Um, reported by our guy Howard Balzer and company, gophnx.com. What that did, Bo, was lower his cap hit this year to, I think, a mere $12 million. But Humphreys no longer has any guaranteed money attached to his deal in 2024 and 2025. The Cardinals have also been sniffing around a lot of these top tackles in this draft class. It does make things interesting. We know they're, they're connected to the kid in Tennessee. They've worked out Paris Johnson. They're probably going to meet with Skaronsky if they have not done so already from Northwestern. It feels like with Humphreys, very much a prove-it year, and I'm into that. Like, hey, DJ, you missed a lot of time last year. You sat out the second half of the season. Is your body breaking down? Josh Jones is going to get a chance to compete, maybe at left tackle sooner rather than later. What do you make of the Humphreys situation, especially as it relates to, okay, you're in the plans this year, but yeah. you know TBD past 2023? I think I think it's a win-win for both sides. Obviously, it puts DJ Humphreys in a comfortable situation that, that he's not going anywhere this year. And earlier yeah. this week, Jonathan Gannon had some great things to say about DJ Humphreys. Says he's already leaning on DJ Humphreys, and he has phenomenal football character. And in the video that came out that was posted from the Cardinals about Jonathan Gannon, where he's they're poking fun of him, talking to Rondell Moore, but he's having a serious conversation with DJ Humphreys about leading players and, and being a yeah. leader on the team. And, and you like seeing that because D.J. Humphreys on and off the field is, is no doubt about it, one of the leaders of the Arizona Cardinals. So that he's locked in, and then you also have the ability to move potentially off of him you know, soon after next season as you continue to rebuild and turn this roster, get younger, more physical, faster. Uh, you know, D.J. Humphreys has just put you in a, in a more favorable position to do that. Uh, it's pretty easy, over 300 people in this chat right now. I mean, D.J. Humphreys freeing up what, $5.3 million in cap space? That's an easy like on this video. I think we should do that. Yeah. But, you know, he frees up cap space. Marcus Golden frees up cap space. Uh, and then the team goes out and brings back one of the fan favorites uh, and wide receiver Greg Dortch, who hopefully under a new coaching staff is going to get more of a, a consistent playing time and snap counts than he did under Cliff Kingsbury in the Cardinals. Uh, this is from Daniel Jeremiah on Twitter. DJ would would love to get him on the pod eventually. I'm guessing the Cardinals will auction off the third pick in the near future 
that would leave Indy with the fourth QB. Incredible. Well, DJ leaves out the part where Indy themselves could come up <laughs> from four to three, and the Cardinals could subsequently take Will Anderson at four. Do you think there's going to be disappointment, Bo, if Cardinal fan, within Cardinal fans? If they go from three to, let's say, and could we bring up the draft board one more time, uh, Producer Emma, if the Cardinals hypothetically go from three to, let's say, eight, and they trade with Atlanta, Atlanta feels a sense of urgency now that Carolina has moved up to number one, and so Indianapolis probably takes a quarterback at four, Seattle takes Will Anderson Jr. at five. Depending on what the package is, do you think there's disappointment knowing that, because this is a real possibility you could trade with Indy now. There's a possibility you can trade with Indy, but is it, is it worth not trading with Indy to go and get an additional pick or two from Atlanta? You said it earlier. How many picks do you need, right? right. You're going to get a decent amount from Indy if you trade with them. Not as much as Atlanta, Vegas, or, or Tennessee, mm-hmm. but it's, it's what is Will Anderson, do you believe, worth to the Cardinals? And then worrying about, could he end up in Seattle? I think that's a very difficult decision for Monty Austin for yeah. And I think maybe the lukewarm conversations about Will Anderson uh, fit in as a smokescreen, don't you? From you yeah. know, it doesn't match up what you're hearing about the prospect himself. It's like this guy seems like a pretty big slam dunk. Uh, yeah. So if if you cost yourself an opportunity on that, you know, where does that stack up as far as the picks that you get in return? I mean, Andy, it just seems like that would be the 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 prime spot to just go back one pick. I mean, you're not. You, you don't lose anything, really. You you have the ability to still get the top non-quarterback in the draft while recouping some, you know, future draft capital. It's it's a pretty incredible idea. Uh, but if if Vegas or Atlanta, if they are motivated to get up there, we've already seen that it's going to be at a steep cost. And if they're willing to pay that, I have no problem with Monty Awesomefort doing that and gambling uh, the ability to draft a guy like like Will Anderson. I, I think I trust Monty Awesomefort and Jonathan Gannon and their, I guess, vision for the future of this Arizona Cardinals roster because as much as an impact maker that Will Anderson is going to be in his NFL career, you know, this this still is a rebuild that uh, it, it's, it's more than just one player. It, I, I think if, you have to look at the, the – use the eyeball test and the optics. And, I mean, you're going to trade Hopkins next week. You're going to trade right. Hopkins presumably for a second-round pick and maybe some change. And barring something unforeseen, that pick's not going to be a top 40 pick. It might, probably leaning toward between pick 47 to 63. I mean, if you trade with Indianapolis, you're going to have three twos. And then you're going to have Will Anderson. I I think most fans would rather have that scenario than you're going to get a pick in the first round of next year and maybe like a third. I, I think it really will just depend on what do they believe the value of this draft pick is worth this year in this class? Because we've talked about it. You brought it up. Cardinals are going to revamp how they scout players. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to have a new scouting department in the fall, do you trust who's there to make this pick at 35? Or do you say, we got to be able to have a clean yeah. slate. We want most of our picks next year. I still think you could do enough of your homework to be able to say, we have three picks in the top 40. Those are three impact players. I mean, yeah. can you getting Will Anderson Jr. at four and then 34 and 35, I think there'd be a really good chance you probably trade one of those, right? How often do we hear the start of day two in the draft, the Cardinals or whomever's picking like close to the top of round two, they've put the trade, they put the pickup for auction, right? I, I significantly doubt the Cardinals would make both of those picks back to back. So 
there are ways to manipulate it. You could manipulate your way, maybe not into a future first, but a future second and or third. So I, I, for me, <laughs> you really just, you have to weigh how shitty is Indy going to be next year? How shitty is Atlanta going to be? And Tennessee, yeah. I mean, a lot of these teams, Bo, especially like the Raiders and, and Atlanta, they could be really bad next year. Arthur Smith could be fired. You know, I never want to bet against, you know, the the folks in Tennessee, their coaching staff, Rabel's incredible, but the roster's not good. Right. I mean, you, you could set yourself in a Seattle-like scenario in which you're picking in the top 10 without your pick, if you know what I mean. Right. Uh, Joe Person, who uh, he reports on the Carolina Panthers, he's done it for a long time, very talented reporter, uh, <laughs> just tweeted this out about 15 minutes ago. Panthers now I control the draft. A source said Scott Fitterer, the GM there, and Frank Reich, new head coach, have conviction of a couple quarterbacks at the top. If they end up liking more than one, they could potentially trade down, a source said. Stop saying stupid shit. That's not, <laughs> none of that's real. Stop. You've made your bed. person. If it wasn't from person, I okay, saw. That's, that's not good insight from Joe. Keep that one housed, Joe. No one believes that that's happening. <laughs> They're like, we control the draft now. You just gave up. Three, yeah. three yeah. ones and two twos. You just paid to control the draft. Absolutely. Right. You should. Oh, oh man. man. I, it, that, I, yeah, I, I'm buying very little into the idea that they would trade out of one. That would be... We're, I, I think that would be unprecedented. Joe, you're not in charge. We're in charge of this draft now. This The draft now runs through the Valley. Through <laughs> this Arizona. is Captain Phillips. We're the captain That's now. Right. I'm the captain now, said Monty Austin Ford. You've made your bed, Carolina. That was, I mean, let's be honest. It's it's a it's an egregious trade on the surface. I, Chicago made out like bandits. There, there is not a generational quarterback in this year's class. I have concerns about Young and Strahd, but I think they're worthy of a top five pick, but are they worthy of, Three ones and two twos? I'm considering DJ Moore as a one. So uh, Joe Person, as Brian says, that sounds like a bot. That doesn't sound like a real person. <laughs> Good old Joe Person. Oh, man. He does He does I'm have a... Thomas People. I'm saying I'm going to report profile right now. Pick. He's not just an egg. Uh, no, and we did. I did see Joe Person, a real person. He was out at the Combine last week. He was asking I don't doubt questions. that he was told that. Right. But that, that is... Oh, that for sure. One. That should go after, on the team. You know that team there's team some team. sort of like buyer's remorse. Like even though you're like, yeah, we got the number one pick. Like they gave up a ton. You're like, Ooh, you're like, is this was this the right move? Was it the right move to give Ryan Poles and the Bears all this all this draft no, capital it's, and it's, it's, a number one wide receiver? Look at the Panthers roster now. It's pretty ass. I mean, DJ right. Moore. Look at the receiving core. So I mean, they got Terrence Marshall and who? Laviscus Charette, Laviscus Charette. I can't even pronounce his Chanel. name. Chanel. I think he plays for them. I, I think uh, who they got? Calvin Benjamin. Who who else do they have there? Oh, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Steve Smith can come back and play. Uh, Steve Smith, ice up. They got, maybe. Those, they got those McCaffrey picks, I guess, so they yeah. can afford it, maybe. But man, not not a great trade for them. I don't. But but the Car- look, they, they've helped the Cardinals. They they like a couple of these quarterbacks. And the first team that was that was going to make a trade was was going to be Chicago. So and they knew that. So I don't even think you know Monty Austin Fort was going to make a deal until Chicago made the deal. I mean, he told us at the combine. He's like, I haven't fielded any calls now. I wouldn't be surprised that Monty Austin Fort's phone's already rang about the number three overall. Let's deal right now. Let's make a trade right now, Monty. I, yeah. I are you, are you reluctant to make a trade soon, or would you pull the trigger on a trade if you're Monty Austin Fort? I would pull the trigger. I would too. Yeah. 
I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, you, you got to strike when it's hot, and you see what the, what the, with Carolina, like it or love it, you know how much they gave up. It reset the market, and now Monty <clears throat> Austinfort has an idea of what you know three is worth. And I know that there's a pick between you and and Carolina, but the, this is a draft. It's not last year's draft. This is a deep quarterback draft, and you've got it goes beyond. You know, there were there was one first round pick last year. It's the it's like the previous draft where you know you've got three, four, five prospects that you could make the case for, and and two guys that you know depending on what people feel about Will Levis. But do you want to get up in a position to draft them? Well, the Cardinals are the team that's going to be the one you can call up on and say, hey, let's make a deal. Uh, Emma, can we see the draft order one more time? Let's play a game called Who's Fucking Desperate? Uh, <laughs> Josh McDaniels and the Vegas Raiders. McDaniels was almost fired this year. Yeah, They're desperate. Their GM's off to an egregious start. Arthur Smith could be fired tomorrow. They desperately need a quarterback. I'm not buying the Desmond Ritter garbage. And then Tennessee in their own division. They don't have a quarterback. Malik mm-hmm. Willis was not good. Ryan Tannehill's like 100 years old. And then, of course, the biggest fraud of them all, Indianapolis. They are the ultimate hot seat desperation franchise for the Cardinals to be able to purge, to be able to steal all their draft picks. They're, they are in a precarious position. Like Detroit, Seattle, they won games this past year. They're not desperate, right? Philadelphia, Chicago, they're just happy to be there. The rest of these teams, they're sniffing around. They're desperate. They have to get up. They have to inject some life into their fan base. They have to get Anthony Richardson or Will Levis to be able to come in and, you know, light a fire on Listen, Houston is going to have Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Probably Bryce Young at this point, based on what you're seeing in Vegas. Jacksonville has Trevor Lawrence. You know, Tennessee, Indianapolis, what are you doing? Are you winning games with your quarterback situation in the AFC? No, you have to have hope. They don't have any hope. Hey, Vegas, you're in a division with Sean Payton, Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. And they're talking about being tied to Jimmy Garoppolo. Good luck with that. I, yeah, I mean, the biggest Cardinals. issue, though, with Vegas is is the offense and the complexity of, of Josh McDaniel's offense. It's like the only person that's been able to run that uh, is Tom yeah. Brady. Uh, I mean, they, they went to a former New England Patriot, Jared Sinem, at the end of the season and just Yikes. sat Derek Carr, just straight up sat him. Uh, I think that to, to ask a rookie quarterback to immediately go in and take the reins while you just – paid so much money to Chandler Jones and so much draft capital and money to Devontae Adams. I don't know if they are realistically a team in play, but Atlanta and and uh, yeah, Atlanta and, and Indianapolis, I think, are prime candidates to remain in the top 10 and, and get some draft capital in return for the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals can literally take as many picks as they want from Indianapolis. I can't emphasize that enough. Indianapolis has no choice. They thought they could they could screw around and sit there and say, no, we'll be fine. No, 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 no. You have to come up now. You you have to. Unless Bo, they believe that Anthony Richardson and Will Levis are the same player, or the same prospect, right? Maybe they do. I could see Will Levis being a Chris Ballard guy, but if you if you if if they talk themselves into to to wanting one over the other, then you have to create that fear that that player that they want is going to go pick three. I mean, it's just it's an incredible scenario. Yeah, the, the Cardinals have not been in a even. When the Cardinals, this is the situation the Cardinals should have been in in 2018, mm-hmm. in 2019, right? With Kyler Murray. Everybody thought, well, the Cardinals were terrible, but they have Josh Rosen. And then they had to use the number one overall pick because Josh Rosen was ter- terrible. I feel mm-hmm. like we're being rewarded now, like three years, four years later, like, okay, no, 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 you're actually going to get the haul you were supposed to get in 2019 yeah. because Josh Rosen couldn't play football. 
it, it would have been, it'd be a hell of a bluff holdout on Indianapolis if they wait out on draft day and they're sitting at four and Cardinals are still at three. Uh, if they hold out and, and get the guy that they, that they covet at the quarterback position, it would, it'd be, a, it'd be, you just have to tip your cap and say, Hey, well done. You know, that it, it's almost, but then you got Ursay who's the ultimate wild card and, and you have no idea which way, which direction he's going to go with that. But yeah, it, it could be, you know, Cardinals fans are finally being rewarded for being patient and having to live through the Josh Rosen season and, and the Kime years. I'm rewarded every day I go on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you want all this sweet, sweet action pertaining to the NFL draft, if you got C.J. Stroud to be the first overall pick at Plus Money about a week ago, kudos to you. I wasn't smart enough to do that, but I am smart enough to talk to you guys about DraftKings because you got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. New customers can bet a mere $5, get $200, or $200 back in bonus bets instantly. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, my DraftKings pick of the week, Bo. It's the Sun Devils of ASU to get the dub tonight against U of A. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't. I don't really like it that much. But you're not into that. <laughs> I don't. I yeah. I, I don't. I don't think that the Sun Devils are going to win back to back games against the Wildcats. But it's look, crazier things have happened. Uh, if they hit another three quarter court shot, it's possible, right? I hope I hope it's a good game. I really do. I, I I'm bummed because I haven't been able to watch any of the damn tournament, but uh, I've definitely been able to bet on it thanks to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Again, new customers bet five bucks and get two hundred in bonus bets instantly with promo code PHNX. Uh, I'm I'm trying to give good mojo, good juju to our friends at ASU Sun Devils because hey, Mike Luke, you guys are in the tournament. You're getting the top seed. Right. Uh, I want I want the Sunday I want both teams here. PHNX, PHNX, I don't know if family. I mean, if they well, won the pack, not we'll a top, see. top seed, like a like a top two to three seed in the tournament. Let's. Right. I just want the Devils to to make sure that they get in. You're you're trying to give some good mojo to our friends that got a free trip to Vegas that have watched the Sun Devils rip off two solid wins. Like they, I'm they need more. I, I'm a they giver. I just. I'm like Jim Irsay. I just give. Yeah, I need more. I need more furniture in my life. Uh, I'm excited that the weekend is here. Going to go plop down on my couch. I'm going to turn on some college hoops. Check it out. Also, maybe revisit some of those combine moments. Check in on uh, where the Arizona Cardinals, if they do trade out, who they could be looking at prospect-wise. But I'm going to do it in the comfort of my more furniture couch. And then I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to jump on my more furniture couch. Uh, bed, and I'm gonna look at all the furniture I've got in my in my uh, bedroom. My kids' room is filled with more furniture. More furniture is where you can get great furniture and have something for every room in your house: living room, dining room, kids' room. Uh, yeah, unbelievable living room. Save be- big on the best furniture in the valley when you head over to morefurniture.com. They got that white glove delivery. They'll deliver it for you. They'll set it up for you, and then they'll get rid of all the packaging. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to figure out, okay, well, this doesn't fit my dumpster, so I'm going to have to let it sit around in my back alley or my backyard for another week or two. No, they get rid of it. Check it out, what they have to offer for you at morefurniture.com. That's morefurniture.com. So one last wrinkle, Johnny, to this Bears trading up to okay. or trading down from number one overall. Okay. You, you see DJ Moore in, in the trade package. Does that take the Chicago Bears out of the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes? Or are they now so 
well equipped with so many draft picks that they could just say, yeah, it's like you peeling off 20s when we're hanging out together. You just peel off a, a $20 bill and say, here's a second rounder. Uh, I don't think it takes him out. Um, Chase Claypool, that's an, that was an egregious trade. We talked to our friends at CHGO, anybody with Chicago that's worth their salt and will tell you face-to-face, like the Bears grossly overpaid. So you can't let one bad decision co- compound a good one. DJ Moore trades a good one, right? But we saw it with Philadelphia just load up. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown. I also think now, and you mentioned this off-air to me, Bo, it's like Chicago's got a couple seconds now. They could shoot Arizona's way. Mm-hmm. Now, I think their second-round pick, what was it, 61? That's that's probably a little too late for, for the Arizona Cardinals. But if we're talking about the money, the Bears have infinite monies. They they have all the monies, right? <laughs> they can pay G.J. Moore and DeAndre Hopkins and Jerry Rice if they wanted to. So I, I would not be concerned about that. But I, I never felt like Chicago was a team that was going to be in play for D-Hop after the Chase Claypool situation. I, I just really never made a ton of sense. It's not one of the teams I've been hearing, not one of the teams we heard about at the Combine. Um, but to you know, to Chicago's credit, they got creative in a different way and got a player that I think a lot of people didn't know was available, Bo. Yeah. So, we like Hopkins, to me, you know, he doesn't have a choice where he goes, but I, I would I would imagine Chicago's probably lower on his list anyway. Yeah. He wants to go to a team with a, with a coach and a quarterback he respects that's primed to compete and win. I mean, the Bears are still terrible. Let's be honest. That's why they did this, to get additional picks. DJ Moore is significantly younger. He can grow with Justin Fields. Um, yeah, I just, to me, Chicago... They're more likely, I think, maybe to draft another wideout. They've got Mooney, who's a good player. Uh, Claypool is what he is. They've commits a great tight end. They're probably set for now. I mean, you just you look at Indianapolis, or excuse me, you look at New England. It's like, hey, New England, you have egregious weapons. Your your division is loaded suddenly. Aaron Rodgers, it sounds like, is going to be a jet if you read between the tea leaves, Bo, before free agency starts. That trade could get done over the weekend. If you're Bill Belichick and you're going into battle with Noodle Arm Mac Jones and a bunch of converted, you know, quarterback receivers that that nobody's heard of, Jacoby Myers is gone. You've got, you know, Hunter Henry playing tight end for you. I mean, it's 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 not a it's a cold dark place in hell in the AFC um, in the AFC East. So I still think if you had to ask me today, I think New England is the front runner because number one, the relationship with Monty, the pick that they have is a premium pick. It's a top fifty mm-hmm. pick. And I, I think the Cardinals feel comfortable dealing him to New England. I think he would go there. I do. Yeah, but but it just gives a potential suitor in the Chicago Bears. This trade gave them more ammo to go out and pull off a deal with it stinging less for DeAndre Hopkins. You know, I think Adam Hogue from CHGO Bears put it very well last week when we were all broadcasting together uh, on Radio Row at Indianapolis at the Combine. He was saying... The, the, what the Bears need to do is continue. Like they like their receivers, and I see people in the chat saying it's a good wide receivers group now with the addition of DJ Moore. But it's I think its ceiling is good. Like DJ Moore is a solid receiver. You like what you've seen from Mooney in the past. I know he struggled with consistency uh, issues last year, but he was he was playing wide receiver one when he had no business doing that. If you yeah. get a, a great wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. You can take a, a guy right now who's pedestrian to maybe below average throwing the football in Justin Fields and give him the best chance possible in, a, in his NFL career to be successful throwing the ball. I, I think that yeah. that would just take their offense to another level. Listen, I'm not saying it, wouldn't, it can't happen. I just, 
It doesn't right. feel like the I play just think, right. But, but the Bears getting more and more draft capital is, is good news for the Cardinals and continues to be good news as far as the market for DeAndre Hopkins. I, I just don't, I don't think DJ Moore going to the Bears completely takes them out of the sweepstakes, which is great for yeah. the Cardinals. It is, and you could just straight up lie to people and say, "Hey, Chicago's really interested in D Hop. They're going to give us, you know, pick whatever for, in the second round." I mean, the the Cardinals don't have to work hard to trade DeAndre Hopkins. There's probably a good likelihood that the trade's already been agreed to, Bo, um, and we could get more news about, on that before Monday. Um, but I, again, I, I think all eyes now are on this third overall pick. Do you think I'm going to put you on the on the spot? Do you think this this pick gets traded before the end of the month, before the end of March? Yes. It's pretty wild. I do. I do too. Just because teams are gonna teams are gonna talk themselves into one of these two guys, and so you have we to be have a pretty to have confident them. team. I mean, you have to be a pretty pretty confident team at that point to just sit back and say, "Hey, we're just gonna let the dominoes fall on draft day." And, and I know you, when you say the end of the month, you almost have a full month before draft day at the end of April. But I think teams want to put themselves in a position to say, "Hey." We know we're going to get a top three quarterback because of how we've positioned ourselves in the draft. And unless you get up to the Cardinals' third spot, you haven't done that. So I think yeah. teams are going to want to be able to go to bed at night, hang their hat on that they they're going to be in a position to get one of these top quarterback prospects. And right now, Andy can't say that. Vegas can't no. say that. Atlanta can't say that. To me, I think it's going to be one of these AFC teams. I, Atlanta, they could talk themselves into the mindset. The NFC is so bad. Desmond Ritter, year two, we can run the football, we can back our way into a quarterback. These AFC teams, without a quarterback, I mean, it's the Grand Canyon compared to when you're ready to compete and when you're going to be a basement dweller. Indianapolis and Tennessee and the Raiders in a conference that boasts, I would argue, seven of the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, Colin Cowherd just tried to rank the, the top quarterbacks in the NFC, and it was a lot of <laughs> ooh and, and grimacing, but it's like a who's who all-star team in the AFC. I, I just that puts an immense amount of pressure on those on those GMs because here's another thing. Outside of Jimmy Garoppolo, there's not a quick fix in free agency. What are you doing? Signing Carson Wentz or Baker Mayfield, right? Who's available? Are you you're not signing Lamar Jackson? Everybody's out on Lamar suddenly. I, I think that's that puts the Cardinals in a precarious position. I I am hydrated today, but I'm also dehydrated <laughs> because my my water is it's a little discolored here in the old Copa Cabana, but I do I do have some water. Um but I'm hydrated and I'm I'm thirsty for a trade. And did I you, think did you get the did you get your water turned back on? I did, yeah. But it's just what time? Uh, yesterday evening it got turned back on, but then they had to reshut it off this morning to to do a couple things. Um, but now it's okay. Now that they just have to re-cement my driveway because they had to <laughs> they had to use the jackhammer and come in and, and clean things up. You know, I'm a company man and I'm a I'm a you know I'm ready your, to I'm your ready driveway to looks like the Arizona Cardinals weight room floor. <laughs> yeah that that the, is your driveway an f minus right town. now what's that is it an f minus the Mar maricopa the town here in the valley is very equivalent to the nfl pa grades that the arizona cardinals <laughs> got they use the same barometer to run their town they're like yeah. you want nice facilities nice places to eat nope we actually just wanted denny's thank you oh there's an ihop here great this is Bo texting me off air. That's Michael Bidwell thinks the, the grades for uh, Maricopa are terrible. That's good stuff. Um, it's just, it's a great day to be a Cardinal fan. We haven't had too many days like this to talk about uh, because this team has lost a lot and their quarterbacks in the news and people are taking shots left and right. But I want my trade, damn it. I want my yeah. picks. I want my haul. 
And it's going to start next week because we're getting definitively next week at the Andre Hopkins trade, Bo. Yeah. Do you think it happens before the tampering window opens up uh, 10 a.m. Monday morning? I do, yeah. I think it gets yeah. leaked out. DeAndre Hopkins is being traded at X team for X compensation when the new league year begins Wednesday at noon or whatever it is. And it's going to be a tough day. But it's going to be a day for closure, for a day of remembrance, right? Remember the the Hale Murray? Remember, you know, the first Remember game? when he was acquired. I mean, it, it's almost going to be, what, uh, three years to the day, right? For the most part. I mean, before the tampering period opened up, uh, before 2020, the new league year, we, well, we find out that the Cardinals... That's incredible. Huh? Yeah. It was only Cardinals for three years. With the Cardinals... They were moving off of David Johnson's bad contract. And you're like, this is amazing. This is good. Houston's taking his bad contract. Perfect. What pick do we have to give up to get right. them to take David Johnson's bad contract? And then you see that DeAndre Hopkins is coming over. I mean, it was an unbelievable moment, just the trade itself. And then, you know, all the big plays that he made, he came out. Uh, what do you have, like 14 targets in his first just game? With destroyed the Niners in that first game. It was just fantastic. unreal, right? The Niners um, coming off their Super Bowl appearance, and the Arizona Cardinals come in and win the home, the season opener. It, it was it was a it was a good time to be a Cardinals fan. Uh, I do want to get in before we we get get out of here. Maybe I have some another free, point to make too. But some go ahead. free agent targets, right? But I also want to say if you're if you're not stuck in Maricopa and, and trying to siphon off water from from a nearby city. Uh, you can go and have yourself a great time over at Octane Raceway in Mavericks. It's in Scottsdale. It's not in Maricopa. You're not going to be out there. And the Venerables are saying, "Hey, will you will you donate to our water drive out here for our city, our, our friends in our neighborhood?" Please. <laughs> no, you can go. You can have an incredible experience over at our friends Octane Raceway in Mavericks. They got something going on each and every day, like Fridays. How about they got trivia night? They got the rotating drink specials from 8 to 10. If you're looking for something to do this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, 50% all off all signature bowling before noon. Book some fun this spring training because or this spring, but you got spring training right down the road. You got talking stick right there. Octane Raceway, great place in Mavericks to hit up before and after spring training games, kart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcade, great food and drinks. They've got it all. Bring in your spring training ticket stub and you get a free $10 game card. Check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com to learn more. Okay, so tampering period begins 10 a.m. Monday morning. Johnny, you got any targets for our viewers or listeners out there that they need to be paying attention to with the Cardinals? I do. Um, so two ex-Eagles that I've been told to keep an eye on, and I've been on this for about two and a half weeks. The Cardinals, I believe, are going to target, <clears throat> let me pull their, their names up here, Marcus Epps, who's uh-huh. a rotational safety for Philadelphia, and Kaiser White, who would be their starting outside linebacker in the trio of Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. Um, those are not household names. Uh, you probably know White a little bit more because he was a starter for Philadelphia. Both of them are going to get they're gonna get nice contracts, but nothing of the Zach Allen, Byron Murphy mm-hmm. deal. They, Gannon wants, quote, culture players to come in, show the young guys how to do things on defense. Uh, I, I'm phasing the hell, by the way, of Philadelphia's defense because they are getting gutted, and you absolutely love to see it. Uh, JPA Football put out the the list of via trade or free agency. like It's like they're basically their whole starting lineup um, yeah. from last year. Uh, so Kaiser White, Marcus Epps are two names to, to keep an eye on. Um, I do want to interrupt you real quick. So Daniel Jeremiah was going back and forth with a fan about Indianapolis potentially trading the fourth pick for Lamar Jackson. 
and somebody made a comment like, why would they just not wait? Arizona's not taking a, a quarterback at three. And they said, what are they going to do? Trade it. And Daniel Jeremiah said something to the effect of just wait. So I think it's common knowledge right now that Monty Austin Ford is trading this pick. Mm-hmm. Now, is it going to be to Indy or is it going to be to one of these other teams? That's that's going to be interesting, but it it does feel like a pre preconceived notion that the Cardinals trade this pick. Yeah. And it's a matter of can they stay, you know, in the top 10 and, and get a good pick themselves or uh, do they do they just get an absolute haul like the Chicago Bears did just about over an hour ago? Ryan Poles pulling off a huge deal with the Carolina Panthers, who are now at the top of this draft. You got Houston and then the Arizona Cardinals first team, as you said, with a quarterback. So who's going to trade up and, and pay what it's going to cost to get that deal done? Uh, Here's the exact quote. Somebody goes, yeah. you mean the third best, Q- right? QB uh, cards haven't traded their pick yet. And he said, just wait. Yeah. So he D- DJ referenced they're going to get the fourth best quarterback in the draft class if they wait. Somebody goes, you mean the third best QB, right? <laughs> cards haven't traded their pick yet. It's like the he- Star Wars meme. Like, you mean the third best, right? And no. There's Monty Austin for it. Mm? You mean yeah? Just wait. Just, just wait. See. Gonna just we're gonna just rip somebody off completely. What was it? Who's desperate? Who's the most desperate? Was that the game show we played a couple segments yeah. ago? That was, Who's that was the fun. most fucking desperate? Uh, his name's Jim Irsay, <laughs> and his name's Chris Ballard, who could be on the street this time next year. He could be fired. Uh, I also think Josh McDaniel, Fraud McDaniels, is desperate. And I also think there's some desperation for Tennessee in the division where these teams now are trying to move up and get a quarterback. And Atlanta is also desperate. Let's be real. Yeah. Arthur Smith has been has been low-key terrible. He almost got beat by Cliff Kingsbury last year. And um, David Blau went into the, you know, the uh, Georgia Dome and State Farm Arena or whatever it's called there and and beat them. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of desperation. The the top 10 reeks of desperation. You absolutely Mm -hmm. love to see it. And I I do feel like the Cardinals are going to take a package. It may not be the package everybody wants, but I their preference. And this was hammered into our skulls while we were at the combine is to trade down. They do not believe they are one player away at three to, to right this wrong. They think they need a bunch of picks. And so I think there's a better chance that they talk themselves into a deal of whatever kind than just say, well, we can just stay here and, and pick Will Anderson. I do think they're just going to say, who can give us the best offer? That's who we're going to trade with because we have yeah. no intent on picking here. Yeah. No. And it would, you know, I, I like what, what Adam's saying. Just give me a second for Indy's number four draft. Anderson call it safe win for everybody. Yeah. That would be, that'd be an easy dub, right? That's a layup. Uh, but if Monty, if Monty Austin Fort can can maybe get a little greedy, Ryan Poles was rewarded for that at the top of the draft. You would love to, to see if the Arizona Cardinals, because that would absolutely that would be jumper cables to this rebuild. I mean, it, it would just get this thing going and going quickly in the right direction after you know just a rudderless ship for far too long under Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, you mentioned a couple defensive targets free agency wise, and I like them, right? Cause you're white. Cause I think he's going to cost probably less than TJ Edwards who emerged under Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rollis yeah. there. He's probably going to get a little bit more money, but white would be good. He knows the defense, right? He's a guy that you could immediately put alongside Zayvon Collins and then maybe even add another veteran linebacker, uh, to that four, three defense. And you'd be looking okay, right? I mean, you yeah. look at guys like Eric Kendricks. If he's not title chasing, if he doesn't get you know offered a ton of money, it's another guy that's knowledgeable as far as Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rollis go with their time in Minnesota. 
Um, I love yeah. the Davenport thing. If Marcus Davenport's on a one-year prove-it deal, uh, th- that's somebody that you know could play the four-three defensive end role very well for this Cardinals team if they sign him on a one-year, you know, ten to twelve million dollar contract. I think that'd be all right. I, you know, I've been thinking about this the last you know twenty-four hours when we had our discussion about Byron Murphy and Zach Allen, and I yeah. think I think one of those guys is going to come back. Don't you get the sense of that? Like, no, we, we, you don't. You really don't think like they could get Zach Allen to come back and play for this team? I think they. Oh, sure they could. Are they going to pay him that much money? How much Zach Allen's reportedly going to get thirteen to fifteen million dollars a year? I think Byron Murphy is gone. I don't think there's any way they re-sign him. Sixteen million dollars a year for a yeah. guy who missed half the season last year. Right. I do think of the two, there's a better chance Zach Allen because we've heard right. this time and time again. They want to prioritize line of scrimmage players and and Byron Murphy. I think there's a better chance that they draft a corner than give Byron big money. But like I, I, I do believe that this team is going to maybe spend on the interior of the defensive line if if they spend think, big money somewhere. And I'm not saying I do, like I don't think Fletcher Cox, I don't think Hargrove, but I think you know they they could sure. reach ten, twelve. Well, million dollars we per season. About ben Jones was released today, and, and he's a yeah. one to two year option for them at center. I think the offensive and defensive line, and then e- ex Eagles, players that played for Gannon in Philadelphia. Right. Well, yeah, ex Eagles, Colts, Vikings, guys that have ties to Gannon right. uh, over the last couple of years, no doubt about it. Um, you know, I, I, L, LVL7 saying Byron's not getting 16 million. That's just his agent. Pumping up the prices. I mean, he's somewhere between reality, twelve and sixteen million. We lived in reality last year where Christian Kirk got almost twenty million a year from Jacksonville, and that deal was yeah. done weeks before. I, I put out a piece last year in February before Bo joined us, saying like, "Hey, Christian Kirk's leaving. He put his house on the market, and he came out and said, I didn't put my house on the market.' No, Christian, you you were gone. Like Byron Murphy knows if he's leaving or not now. The, the Bears have a hundred. Wasn't it on his social? He was celebrating his free agency. Didn't I see yes. that? Byron Murphy just celebrated being a free agent. You think yeah. he's coming back to? I love Byron. You know, Benjamin was collection. hanging out at that party. Did you see right? that? Yeah. yeah, they got like the big board, and they got the lady, the scantily clad lady, holding the board that says "free agency." And there's Eno Benjamin on his phone. I mean, are you being serious? I didn't realize. That no, that really I, I, I okay. legitimately saw that within the last, whenever the, uh, you know, last week or so. But uh, you know. Jacoby Brissett, you think there's a? I mean, we're seeing moves now. And Marcus Golden was released today. You, are they still making a decision on let's, Colt McCoy and, and whether give, or not he could be the guy? Let's give the 360 people in here a little insight. We had a chance to connect with Jonathan Gannon at the end of the NFL Combine, and you know what he told us? He said, "I'm not putting Kyler Murray out there until I'm 100 percent certain that he can be a full go." Mm-hmm. He said, "Kyler Murray told Bo and I is going to be chomping at the bit to play." And I am going to use immense amount of restraint because that cut that he made, it's, he said to Bo and I, it's a cut he's made a hundred times. So we have to make sure he's a hundred percent ready to go. I yeah. will not. The you mental know. part of the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that tells me you got to go get somebody. They have no allegiance to Colt McCoy, who by the way is coming back from his own injury. So I would agree with you. I would say Jacoby Brissett, Gardner Minshew will be an Arizona Cardinal. That's another prediction we can give. You don't want to eat a W? You're not saying maybe J- famous Jameis? You think he's Jameis was only destined to come here if Sean Payton was here, and that would have been just the biggest hot fire disaster yeah. fireworks show. Yeah, I think I think Brissett, like I, we talked to Petsing this this week, and I asked him what the challenges Kyler could potentially face going more from the shotgun to under center. Uh, and and Brissett is a guy that that helped Watson out with that transition last year. Worked with his footwork on that and. You know, Brissett would just be 
I think he's kind of taking the baton from a guy like Colt McCoy as the quintessential backup. A guy that's going to go in there and kind of hold things steady, be a bridge to your starting quarterback, knows who he is. Uh, I think at the end of the day, he, he's not going to say, okay, well, why am I not getting my starting opportunities? He knows he's the guy that's going to be able to Twitter go there. Still, somebody of notes said, like, Brissett's going to want to go and have a chance to compete for a starting job. Some, yeah. Who's doing that? Come no. on. Are we right. doing that? He's over 30 yeah. years old. And then his, the his center that's, from, that's from Cleveland, uh, Ethan Posich, I mean, he's a guy that we've seen play in the NFC West before, had his best year. He was really solid pass blocking, run blocking. You know, he's a guy that would be somebody that you could lock in multi-year and, and be your center. He's a guy that, you know, the Cardinals are going from a, a center that's been traditionally snapping the ball in the shotgun to now a guy's going to be snapping under center. So it's going to be um, a little bit of a different look there. And Rodney Hudson is retiring. I'll put my best tinfoil Espo hat on and say, guess what spot track projected Jacoby Brissett's salary this year? Five million bucks. What did the Cardinals just free up today? Five million bucks from our guy DJ Humphreys. Give that money to Jacoby Brissett to come be your starter until Kyler Murray's back. See, yeah. I, you know, Monty Austin for you. Want to put us on the payroll? We can take care of this shit for you. Uh, <laughs> Picking spreads, our friend in the chat. Ethan Postick, I think, is an option. Of course, Ben Jones. Yeah, that's a good well, I, I just said that. Well, here, hang on. Let me finish my point. I was reading the comment. <laughs> you only read oh, picking spreads, chat? Here's what I'll say. You can't go into the draft assuming you're going to get John Michael Schmidt. John Jacob Jingerheiner Schmidt. Yeah. You, you got you to gotta leave free agency with a starting center. And so, Jones, 33, 72, 76 PFF rating last year. I checked this yeah. morning. No big deal. Um, one to two year deal. Come here, be a guy, be a mentor, play John, Michael Schmidt at guard the first year, convert them on over. That's how yeah. we do it. You're not I'd into that? In the, I'd, I'd rather go with, with Pozic. I, I think he Pozic would be a, a long-term solution and, and somebody that like, they're not, they're not cat strapped anymore. Like they, they do have some money to spend and, and they can, if they're going to go spend it, why not, you know, spend it on a guy that you could put, Kyler Murray under, you know, taking snaps from for the next five years. I, I don't have any problem with that. I think Nate Davis, the guard from Tennessee, he's more of a, a run blocking guard. He could be somebody that Monty Austinfort's familiar with, the former Titans guard. Um, and then I see like with, with Zach Ertz, he was out there working out while we were talking to coaches. He was out on the practice field. Uh, I still don't know what his timeline is, but you know, a serious knee surgery where he had two of his ligaments repaired. Um, you, you don't know when he's coming back. Austin Hooper would be, I think, a decent option at the tight end position. He has a relationship, obviously, with with Petsing, and yeah. he also has a relationship with with Monty Austinford and their new tight ends coach, Ben Steele. Michael, Monty, and JG haven't done anything to earn blind faith from this fan base. Isn't it more likely they blow it? Well, that's not a fun mindset. I've been watching <laughs> Steve Kime blow drafts for 10 years. I'm going to go what ahead and hear in Indy. What have uh, you I'm heard about Jonathan Gannon so far in, in Indy and Monty Austin? Um, like, I'm going to tell of, you right now. A lot the, of people like you may, you may not love what Michael Bidwell's done, and that's fair. The facilities need improved, and he needs to do a better job. But – Jonathan Gannon is beloved among coaches and scouts and media people. And Monty Austin Ford was going to be a GM at some point. So have faith 
that these people have no ties to the Arizona Cardinals. They were nobody's cousin or grandkid that came up in the ranks and got handed the silver spoon from this franchise, and they were not a part of this organization making egregious decisions for the last 30 years. They come from winning programs. Monty Austin Ford worked with Bill Belichick and, and Vrabel in Tennessee. John Gannon's defense was, what, top three in the NFL and had 70 sacks this year. And now their defense, if you look at them this year, is going to be bad. And, you, and they, they poached a lot of good coordinators and position coaches. Have some faith. Like, you can have faith in Jonathan Gannon right now because he got Nick Rallis to leave Philadelphia. You can have faith in Monty Austin for because he stole Dave Sears from Detroit. Like, these are this is not Cliff Kingsbury who had to go to his GM and say, can you hire me a defensive staff? I have no contacts. That's that's what that's what happened. Steve Kime put together, for better or worse, the um, coaching staffs for Steve Wilkes and Cliff Kingsbury. So they're, they're just, they're doing things like normal franchises now and normal franchises can have good drafts. And that's what the Cardinals hopefully are going to have Bo. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like you've got guys that are showing up and, and they're in the facility around the clock. They have deep seated relationships throughout the league. That's why you can kind of do these easy connecting the dots that you couldn't even do that uh, as far as, Cliff Kingsbury in the previous regime, as far as like Cliff Kingsbury just had zero relationships with players or coaches or anything. And you're seeing that Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austin Fort, they have those, uh, I mean, they're, they're all over the league and it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. And it, it's refreshing for the first time in too long that the Cardinals have that. Uh, draft Kings before we get out of here, who's going to be drafted earlier, Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, minus two fifty. Will Levis plus to 100 like and subscribe check out our guy howard balls are cranking out articles on the reg he's the phnx cardinals beat reporter slam that promo code howard h-o-w-a-r-d bo before we get out of here people killing it in the chat very appreciative of all the super chats let's go through those before we get out of here emma you want to do us the uh do us the pleasure of that yeah of course we got sean marks saying happy friday 199 super chat thanks sean Love Happy you, Sean. Friday, everybody. One ninety nine from Pedro. Swap with LV could land Jalen Carter still. Probably, probably. Mm -hmm. when, when, I mean, we talk about that. <laughs> you know, not a great dude, but great player. Get some picks. Look, Gannon told me he, they had a you good want, interview with him. You want to sell your soul? Let's do it. Let's, <laughs> you want to try to sell your soul for a rebuild? All right, we got another one ninety nine from Dylan. Um, he didn't put anything with it. Love you, Dylan. Thanks, Dylan. Yep. Big thank you there. Got one nine nine from Lil Dreezy thirteen. Mm, Taylor Heineke. I think Taylor Heineke's great. I, yeah, I have to, if Taylor Heineke is the one that's the bridge to Kyler Murray next year, I, I think it would be electric. And if he still has the clause in his contract, where, so, huh? I'm sorry. What was that? Electric? As a backup quarterback? Yeah. As far as they go. Did you see him in that playoff game against Tampa a couple of years ago? And he's got a clause in his contract. Teams he beats, he gets the, like that color scheme. Jordan, that's great. It's a lot more. It's a lot more exciting than just Jacoby Brissett. Oh, he plays under center. He played in Cleveland and he played fine. Great. I want. I wouldn't mind a little chaotic quarterback that's backing this up Kyle Murray. Now chaotic, electric. Yeah, I, he's in the he's in the mix. I mean, electric relative to sure. Backup I know, what you, man. I'm just blowing your shit here <laughs> on a Friday. This is such a great great time with all of our friends here at PHNX Cardinals. Do us a quick favor, like this video. Guess what? This isn't probably our last show of the week. We can go live emergency pods all weekend, and our wives can't tell us not to because it's for work. <laughs> We're back though at the latest on Monday. 
I know. We're going to do a special we have start. One more Johnny, super chat? I have one more. Stop trying to close I don't, it out. I, I can't see on eCam. I can't see anything. Don't tell our secrets. Okay, I have a $1.99 from Eris. Mm-hmm. If we trade down and Carter's there, we take him. You got to do your Paris, homework. You just got to do Paris, your homework. It, look. Is Paris Johnson there? I think they want to take Paris Johnson. Yeah. So is Christian Gonzalez there? Or you trade down to 11 with Tennessee and there's there's Jalen. Hey, hey guys, the, the thing is, the Cardinals are not going to come out and definitively say Jalen Carter is off their board. They're just not going to do it because the smokescreen that it creates is too valuable at this point. And you could, to the at the very least, if he's if he's if the any of the allegations are true or any of the red flags, if there's if there's an ounce of truth to it, you can at least use him as a red flag. If if you're not drafting him, fine. But if you're if you're using him as a smokescreen and and think keeping teams away from players that you covet or trying to put yourself in a position to trade down and, and get the most, maybe a team that views Carter as a, as a good player, then fine. I have no problem. If that's what you use him at the very least, I have no problem with that. Um, he's not going to be the pick of three. He's not going to be the pick of three because they're going to trade the pick of three. <laughs> uh, and we're going to be there live when they do it, whenever that happens, today, tomorrow, next week, next month. But in the meantime, like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcasts. If you don't know how to work your phone, just click on podcasts and then go to the little search bar and type in PHNX Cardinals and hit the subscribe follow button so you never miss a thing. Because Bo and I, on occasion, we've been known to do some audio insider-only pods to drop exclusive content we don't drop anywhere else. Uh, For Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. Everybody have a great weekend. Rest up, right? Get ready. Because the Cardinals roster as we know it will never be the same. And we'll see you on Monday. Bye, everybody.